Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to this week's edition of Football Fan Rush Radio. I'm your host, Cass. We do have our co-host, Mike, on the line, and we are going to talk about what's going on in the NFC North in week nine. Is your team season on the line? Do they have a chance to prevail? And what we've seen so far was been impressive and not so impressive. So good morning, Mike, and welcome to Football Fan Rush Radio. Happy Game Day Sunday. Happy Game Day Sunday and also happy Daylight Savings Time. For those of you that forgot to set your clocks back, there's a reason why you all have been up an extra hour early and you don't know why. Oh, that's uh, let me you were up. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, right, 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 right. Uh, let's start off with talking about uh, the Vikings since they play today and they have a good game mm-hmm. with uh, what is looking like a uh, against the Vikings and the uh, Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys, for some strange reason, do better on the road. And most teams do better at home, like the Vikings do, and this is just going to be a good game. Um, the, the Cowboys secondary decides if and when they're going to come and play a game. They have a chance. If the Cowboys secondary plays like they usually do, the Vikings definitely have a chance. <laughs> it's also going to come well, down to, um, yeah, <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys secondary, they say they've been drafting to get a good secondary, and these players aren't playing like they, they were drafted to be played. Uh, the Also, you can never count out uh, Adrian Peterson. He's going to try to have a good day, which is never like he doesn't Texas. try. <laughs> it, it's not, right, it's not like he doesn't try. And both the great thing for Adrian Peterson is no matter where they play today, be it in Dallas or in Minnesota, they both are playing uh, on a fast uh, sports turf. So that works in his favor. No one ever knows what's going on with the play calling of the Vikings. Uh, The... The carousel of mediocre quarterbacks continues with Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I swear uh, a jugs machine might actually be the best choice today. And Tony Romo, he has the ability to play well. It's just sometimes he he plays well for most of the game, and then that one moment comes where he makes that one bonehead play. And in football, it only takes one bonehead play. That's true. That's true. And of course, you know, I I always go hard for my Vikings. And there's this 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 is um you would think that, you know, when they played the Giants that they would have been able to take advantage of that. And apparently losing to Carolina they gave Carolina their fight back. Uh-huh. Today, if they are mentally ready, they may be able to pull this off because the one thing that so many people, and when it comes to commentators, see in Dallas is the point of finishing a game. I mean, look at what happened. Oh my goodness! With with the Lions, like, oh. they pretty much had ridiculous. them, and, and 
But it was beautiful to me. I, I love watching Matt Stafford and the line of the wind just, just keep driving the ball. Like they knew they could do this. It was it, I mean, it was it was great. It was probably one of the that most exciting games I've seen this season. He got on your nerves. Different reason, but it was a very good game. And when you play, that was a great game. It got on my nerves. It was it was a very good game. But there are I mean, so many key factors with the Vikings, not just today, but that they need to address going forward. And we've seen it in the the last few the last seven games. That secondary, mm-hmm. I don't really understand what they go in the game to do. I I just. I don't get it. I mean, I remember seeing Antoine Winfield with, with the takeaways and the pick sixes and stripping the ball. I, I don't see that. It's almost like I'm watching them wait for someone to catch the ball, and then you want to stop them. And you're, it, it, it's the secondary, um, a little shoddy right now for my team. I have no words for I mean, every week we can continue to talk about the quarterback situation. It is what it is. I mean, it's, it's no reason to continue to beat the dead horse. Like you said, they've got average quarterbacks. One has an accuracy problem. One's a very good backup, and then the other one's a starter, and that's where I leave that. I have no other words. But can they honestly mentally pull it together and make this game a competition? I believe so. I do believe so. See, Even with the plays that must raise call, I believe they can honestly come out and make it a competition. Do I want to see the defense on the field for the entire game like normal? No. I don't. Would I love to see an explosive game from Adrian Peterson? What Vikings fan wouldn't? But the reality is it hasn't happened. Hopefully today they have a little fight, they have a little bit more spark in them, and they actually get things done. I, I definitely want to see more completions with Christian Ponder because he is the starting quarterback. He's the quarterback for the game. So you can't do anything but be hopeful and keep your fingers crossed. He's not – the sad thing is when you look at his numbers, he's not a horrible quarterback. Because when you watch the game, that makes you order those extra pitches of beer so that it doesn't look exactly like what you're actually seeing. But I do want them to put up some fight today. I, I really want them to go in and play this game with nothing but heart. I, I truly do. They do have some, some injuries in the secondary with, with Stanford and, and Cook, but I really want them to go in there and feel and truly believe that they could win. And I think that has changed the outcome because when they get defeated, it, it just wears them down for the rest of the game. And you can't put the entire game on Adrian Peterson's shoulders. They have some offensive weapons that they need to use. In this game, it's going to be the first game since the quote-unquote blow-up that people crucified Dez Bryant for. Personally, I but like that he blew up. But it I, I personally, I liked what he, I liked what he did because it showed that he had passion and he wanted to win exactly. the game. I, I exactly. loved it. I mean, it was like I would want my player, like, I mean, even to compare it to my favorite team in the Bears when people would try to crucify Jay Cutler. I'm like, I want my quarterback to be mad when somebody makes a mistake. I mean, he did right. But he, but he wasn't, the ball. But he wasn't being just. But he wasn't. It, it wasn't what everyone. Thought it was a lot of times. On the well, the first one wasn't what everybody thought it was. The first one, when they played the audio from NFL Films, wasn't what we thought it was. I think right. the second one was what we thought it was. But the ones were the audio. <laughs> yeah, the, the ones like yeah, we can't give them this one. I think that one was what we thought it was. But the reality is, 
any any good wide receiver, I think Calvin Johnson is the anomaly because most good wide receivers want the ball. I don't want a wide receiver on my team that does not want the ball 100% of the time. I want him to be mad when he just caught 200 yards, 300 yards for one game and say, you all still didn't give me the ball enough. That's what I want my wide receiver to do. I want my wide receiver to be a diva because for some strange reason, that diva receiver, that selfish receiver, ends up helping the team in the long run. Now, I don't want him to be overall selfish for the sake of being selfish, but I want my players to be passionate. I want them to score 90 points on offense and feel like we should have scored 100. I want them to feel like, wow, we didn't do enough. I want my I want my that's team. That's just how he expresses his passion for for the game. I mean, we've seen a lot worse. That's just how you know. Forget that we've seen worse. But how could you not be mad when you see the time on the clock and Dallas just knew they were going to walk away with the win? How how could he not I mean, express his frustration when it came to that point? One of my one of, uh, a Hall of Famer from your favorite team, Chris Carter, said it on said it on Monday. That was no big deal because that happens every week. We just don't oh, put the camera on it. Thank you. That's why I was like, well, why is this the story of the week? We, we, well, could, for me, because I'm just that passionate in football and I'm at so many games. It's something that I see all the time. I, I forget that you see it all the time. I see the motivation. Yep. Your, your average person sees it every day in everyday life. They get over it and they move past it. And they move and on. Literally, exactly. I, I literally felt like Jason Witten had moved on by the time the press conference happened. Like, are you seriously still talking about this? Jason Witten understood he wanted to win the game. Jason Witten didn't like how he was reacting, but he understood. And a lot of times people don't get the difference between agreeing and understanding. He completely understood. DeMarcus Ware grabbed him because he understood, like, man, channel your energy on the field. I understand your energy, but channel it over there. And that's the only thing. Des Bryant is still young. DeMarcus Ware and Jason Witten were handling it the way the veterans of any football team are supposed to handle mm-hmm. it. Get your young players in line. And your young players, let's let's keep it real. Your young players have been idiots before and they got themselves in line. Chris Carter notoriously talked about how bad he was at Ohio State, how bad he was at Philadelphia. By the time he got to to uh to Minnesota, it was like, okay, I was a young, dumb idiot mm-hmm. when I was in my two previous stops. I got my act together. But your great players are not going to be great without making mistakes. They're just not. It's, 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 I just think it was sort of blown way out of proportion. Now, oh, what, I will, what, I, what I'm going to be watching in today's game against the Vikings, considering you bring up the secondary, is are they going to go at Des Bryant to keep him happy early? Are they going to go to Jason Witten when 
when they're draped over Dez Bryant? Is Miles Austin going to be the off-ball receiver? That's going to be a direct correlation from last week's game because they're disappointed in how they ended the game, and are they going to put the, the game out of reach so the Vikings don't have that chance to come back? Are the Vikings, I'm sure they're the Vikings, definitely going to try. I, they're, they're definitely going to try. I mean, all the spotlights then, because of the death situation, all the spotlights has been undone. So they're definitely, definitely going to try. And then, of course, it started to bring up, you know, issues and things they're dealing with with Tony Romo, who to me this season does not look horrible. You know, so, yeah, they're definitely going to try. They they are a team that does start slow, but they're definitely going to try to come out the gun and put everything to rest and to prove you know, this is the passion that Des Bryant has. And so, yeah, they're, they're going to be front center stage, the, of course. One of the things that I think, actually, that you don't like about your offensive coordinator putting the entire game on Adrian Peterson's shoulders actually might work in the Vikings' favor today because the, the, more, the more the Vikings are running the ball today, the less time Des Bryant has to has to gash the Vikings secondary for big plays. We will definitely see and, if the O line can create holes and he can get open. We all know what life turns into once Adrian Peterson gets loose. I, I've never seen a person run down the field with that many people on their back. God bless him, and I pray <laughs> he does get loose, and I pray he has an amazing game. But I go in every Sunday hoping that he has. An amazing game, but aside from you know, with everyone keying in on Adrian Peterson and trying to stop Adrian Peterson, I really want to see more plays for the tight end, more plays for the wideouts today. I just, you know, I, I really want to see some successful completions to Greg Jennings. I want to see some successful completions to um, <clears throat> Simpson, who this year he's, he's having a really good year so far this year. If he could just when he gets the ball in his hands, of course, he's missed a couple of, of key passes. What player hasn't? But overall, when he gets the ball in his hands, great yardage. So you, you feel he's a great yards after catch player? He, he really is. And, and I just want to see more go to them. I just sort of want to see him mix it up a little bit, kind of. And, and I'm going to go – a team that you despise. <laughs> of course, they're not my favorite, but I cannot knock the team and their quarterback. What I see from Aaron Rodgers is um, when something is not working, when the secondary has his wideouts and his tight end cover, he knows how to use his running back. He, he, he just, he, I don't know what he has. I think he has, like, football telepathy or something, like somebody whispers in his ear before each play, like, no, don't do that. He has taken players that nobody even knows their name until game day and won games with them. And if we could just pull that off. Are you giving goal, him, are you giving, are you giving Aaron Rodgers the Peyton Manning Award, turning no names into good players? I, I, and, and when we talk about the Bears, I, I may have to give him the Yellow Jedi Mega Award. I, I just is is watching it is the weirdest man. You almost have to just that was Aaron Rodgers. It's like you got to shrug your shoulders, like hey. I, I All right, since so you're gonna talk about Aaron Rodgers, I get But wait, hold on, hold on. We're gonna finish up mm. the Vikings and the Cowboys mm-hmm. talk. 
So I, I definitely want this to be a battle. I, I really do. Um, I don't want to see as many missed tackles from the Vikings. I really want them to walk into this game. I, I don't know if this – of course, everyone wants to win the game. I just want to see them hungry. I want them to take advantage of every opportunity on the defensive side of the ball as well as the offensive side of the ball, and we'll ask them to see a good game because Dallas is definitely coming in fired up. Obvious attention's been on them all week. And then Adrian's back in Texas, his home state, so there's a lot of pressure on Adrian. So I really want to see how this matchup is going to go. I know who I feel will win, and I will give my prediction toward the end of the show. Do you want to give your prediction and even a point spread if you have it? If I were to go with a prediction, I would pick the Cowboys. And that's actually my my head picking it. If I were to go with my heart, I would pick the Vikings. But my head is picking the Cowboys just because I don't see the Vikings finding a way to to finally get their act together. I also think the the Cowboys want to get the bad taste of last week's game out of their mouth. Right, yeah. So they they both have something to fight for this week. I'm kind of with you. My heart definitely wants to go with my favorite team, the Vikings. Reality wants me to pick the Cowboys. So I'm still up in the air. I'm still doing a little bit of research here live while we're on the show. So I will definitely have my final prediction toward the end of the show. But we're going to move on now to your favorite team as they grace us with Monday Night Football against the Packers. Yeah. So the Bears and Packers match And the Bears injury report um, looks all It's more or less looking like they're starting, they're starting death yeah, work, a.k.a. The, the injury report. Oh, gosh. And it, this and like this we list is getting we long. Speaking, when we were speaking earlier, the one thing that you are concerned about is it's not so much that there are injured players, the amount of key players that are injured going into this game mm. is a concern for you. Right, because they, they, they went into the, the previous game with three players injured and out for the season. But then they come out of the, uh, come out of the, the, the game against the Redskins losing the most important player on both sides of the ball. You lose Jay Cutler and Lance Briggs for a minimum of four to six weeks. Then... Peanut Tillman is on the sidelines where he spent more time this season than on the field. And even if he plays today, we don't know if he's going to play for one series, one quarter, or one half. But it's not likely for him to play the whole game. He's going to be needed against the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. It is, yeah. it is, uh, I mean. It's, it's, there's no good around we And I don't care how good Matt Forte does this week. He will need to do good because we're going to need the running game. But I think the decision on who wins tomorrow's game won't even come down to how good the Packers are. It's going to come down to how good the Bears' defense plays, which is very scary because the Bears' defense hasn't been playing that good even when they weren't injury-riddled. So it's not looking good for my Bears. 
Not at all. Um, and then on the flip side of it, the injuries that the Packers have, although they're two, they're quote unquote key players. Their mo their most key player has been able to stay healthy, and it has looked good with. Aaron Rodgers still being healthy and losing Clay Matthews and and plenty of other players and their receivers, you wouldn't know. Add that to the fact that their rookie running back is not looking like a rookie. No, he's solidified he the the Green Bay running game that has not been great since Aaron Rodgers has been the starting quarterback. So Aaron Rodgers is like, wow, I finally have a running game. So, so this is literally, um, literally, I don't even know if I this is going to be a, a, a big battle. Don't I, say I really that. Don't. Please don't say that. Please don't say that. I, I, I don't know. Whether I agree or disagree with you, I don't need it to be said out loud. Please don't say that. <laughs> We're here to share our opinions, Mike. Yes, I mean, you okay, are, so that's now, the opinion okay, that I don't okay, need to so, hear. <laughs> so the Bears are trying to fill a few holes. So, of course, they pick up no tackle, Jay Ratliff. Now, what are your thoughts on that? Was it a good pickup? Would it work for them? Was it a worthless pickup? Like, what do you think? First off, picking up any defensive tackle is the thing the Bears needed to do, period. But he hasn't been playing, so... Uh, We don't know a daggone thing. I mean, literally, they could have put me and you in as new defensive tackles. It would have been better than doing nothing. (laughs) But (laughs) Jay Radliff, he could come back and prove that, yes, I was the greatest pickup in the world. But who the heck knows? Who the heck knows? (laughs) Well, apparently we're going to find out tomorrow in Green Bay. And now the question is, will he be starting? Well, I don't see why it wouldn't. I mean, at this point, would it hurt the Bears? I mean, mean, literally, it it, it wouldn't hurt them, but he just got, he just signed yesterday. So he did. So literally. Well, what? We'll definitely have to keep watching, you know, to see if the it starts. The advantage is from the nose tackle position, there's not as many stunts that he needs to learn in 24 hours. Just hike the ball and go try to chase down Aaron Rodgers. That's the only thing. I, what I would bet on is that he wouldn't start, or even if he did start, he would not play the bulk of the uh, the bulk of the snaps. I would say at maximum that he will play is forty percent of the game. Yeah. Regardless, regardless, let's say he he was a Bears player. He last played for the Bears, and he knew the entire playbook somehow because he knew Mark Tressman's and his defensive entire playbook. He's not in football shape. I don't care how you cut it. So, do you think that was a wise pickup for the Bears? I think it was a pickup they needed to. No, I think they needed to make it this week. I would have preferred they had made that pickup last week, 
But they needed to make that pickup, but it's not going to show dividends until at the earliest, at the absolute earliest next week. And reality is I don't expect it to show any real major dividends for two weeks. And that's the time period at the earliest that Lance Briggs and Jay Cutler can come back. We're definitely right going to see now. how this plays out. I mean, you got Josh McCown as quarterback, which I don't think he's horrible. I like watching him play. It makes me laugh. It, it does. It's I don't so think so. I love it. I love it. I love it. Like, he has so I, much heart and so much fun. Like, he will not be defeated. I love it. I think I Josh McCown. Love it, I, I love it. I mean, I think Josh McCown is a great backup quarterback. He does what a backup is supposed to do: keep his nose in the playbook and be and be prepared when it's time when my number is called. There's two problems that I have with it. One, the Packers have had now have had a whole week to scheme for Josh McCown, and they weren't surprised with him by an injury in the middle of a game, and he play he plays at a different cadence than Jay Cutler. Because that's virtually what happened. Another thing is, they're not playing against the Redskins defense. They're playing against the Packers defense. And even a yeah. third thing, a, a third thing is, Matt Forte, after Cutler went down, turned into a man child. He that has not been his average this season. If Matt Forte has a good game, then I have I will be confident in in McCown. But we have not been able to count on Matt Forte having a good game this year. So it's going to be – that's three factors that are not working in the Bears' favor. One, the Packers have had a chance to scheme. Two, the Packers' defense is not as soft as the Redskins' defense has been. And three, we don't know which Reggie Bush is going to show up today. I said, which Reggie Bush? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> like, I said, which Reggie Bush? Uh, is that me wishing that I had a different running back? <laughs> I mean, wow. literally, Matt Forte, so I really did Forte say that. Protest. Wow. Um, it's not even like I picked a name that was close to Matt Forte. <laughs> uh, we, we don't know which no, Matt Forte is well. going to show up today. And at least I picked another running back in the same division. <laughs> Uh, 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 <laughs> sitting at home. Uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't have let me pick Adrian Peterson. <laughs> you would not have no. let me pick Adrian Peterson. <laughs> like no, quick keep wishing. <laughs> Even though I will I just will always think about that draft. Oh <laughs> So anywho, so now that we look at the Packers and, and the Bears matchup and the Bears have a lot of key players that are injured, a lot of key injuries. Um, they haven't, and I agree with you, they haven't been the solid Bears defense that we're used to seeing from the team. They've, they've got some injuries. It's it, it just, just been a lot of factors. They've been good. They've not been horrible. They, they, they've definitely been good. And I'm still a fan of the Bears secondary as of right now, even though we don't. Peanuts have some the, ailments this year. The secondary I is the best thing going for the Bears really defense. A battle, like I don't understand what Aaron Rodgers does. I feel like I can suit up, and I, you know, I feel like I can suit up, and I can catch a ball from him. And I swear, I would like at least get it out. Six yards before I'm killed. But I mean, like it's like magic. It's like Yoda costing him or something. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. But he, in his mind, he never gives up. He never gives up. 
I, I don't care if it's two seconds on the clock and Aaron's mind, we're still playing football. Oh, y'all took it? We're going to stop because y'all the team took a knee. Oh, okay. All right, but that's what you guys want to do. He never gives up. And you, you see it on his face. You see it in his play, mm-hmm. the, the, the cockiness and the assurance. He's, he's confident in every place that he's going to put the ball. Even when it's picked off, even when you go back and look at the replays when, when balls are intercepted, his man was honestly right there. He wasn't forcing a ball out of bounds. It was just a corner, a corner was faster to the ball than his intended receiver. But he never – I, I, I enjoy watching him. Yes, I enjoy watching Peyton as well. But I, I do enjoy watching Aaron Rodgers, and it's hard because just like the Packers are a rival for the Bears as a Vikings fan, mm-hmm. they are a division rival as well. So we will definitely have to see. We will have to see. But I don't think this is going to be much of a battle at all. I won't ever admit to that, ever. Because one of the things that although the Bears are not playing in the good any good right now, and the Packers are playing good, this is a this is a rivalry game, and many times in a rivalry game, all expectations go out the window because everybody's going to come to play today. And it's, and it's and, a divisional game and, as, as well, so that makes it even – this is a bad time to see all these Bears injuries. I mean, you've got the Packers sitting on top of the NFC North division with a percentage of 7-14, like they're 5-2 and two right now. The Bears are 4 and, but while it's, and While it is a bad time for all hundred. these injuries, while it's a bad time for all these injuries, I still believe the Bears are going to come to play and play hard today. So Today? Monday night football always now. does this to me. Monday night football always now. does this to me. And no, it, it, it ain't got nothing to do with today. Monday night football does this to me, period. Although it's a national game, when I wake up on Sunday, I want to see my Bears. So, yes, it's a national game. Heck, it does it to me when the Bears play at the 3 o'clock think, time or at, the, at, at Sunday night football. Daylight saving time has ruined your day. Oh, daylight saving time then, then destroyed me it's, like there's no other. It's not working out for you. I, I think the Bears are going to come to play. I just, um, and and I, I just, I, I don't see it. I, I have to rise with the Packers on this one. Unless the Packers just pretty much don't play at all, I just can't see Green Bay not walking away with a win. Okay, since that's your pick, um, I'm going to go with uh, the fact that uh, I'm extremely biased in this game, so you should not be uh, morally allowed for me. It should not be morally allowed for me to make a pick. Well, I mean, I know you're going to pick the the, the Bears, and I, I would have liked for it to be no, I'm not gonna. Matchup. I'm not gonna morally pick. I'm not gonna morally pick anything Uh-oh. because we know who we know who I want to win. Let's keep that real. Everybody listening to this knows who I want to win, but I'm not going to pick for this game. You're not gonna pick it. And I have a feeling you know. I have a feeling you know why I'm not going to pick. <laughs> then what, did you win some? Did you lose some? You gotta have. Faith in your team. The only the only thing that I'm holding out. No, 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 no. I have faith in my team. I have faith in my team. I, I I'll use 
I'll use uh, I'll use uh, how, how is it? Uh, I'm from Chicago, and everybody knows mm-hmm. in Chicago there are White Sox fans and Chicago Cubs fans. And Chicago Cubs fans' most famous saying is, "Well, we'll get them next year." And yeah, Cubs fans. So yes, we even have shirts that say that. Yeah, we'll get them next year. And <laughs> literally. I don't want to revert myself. I'm a Sox fan. I don't want to revert myself to saying something that Cubs fans say after today's game. That's all I will say. (laughs) Well, the the reality of it is um, I would like to hope it's a good game. I definitely do want to see the Bears come in and put up a fight, make Green Bay work for it. But if we're looking at everything going on on paper right now, it's just – Green Bay oh. is definitely going to walk away with this one. So, okay, well, we're a half hour into the show. We talked about the meat and potatoes of the uh, of the NFC North and what's going on because the Lions have a bye week. But there's two things we have to talk about. One of them has to be Brandon Merriweather, and the other mm-hmm. one has to be a certain player walking away from the team in Miami. Let's start with Brandon Merriweather so we can close this out because we need some time to talk about the Miami situation. Yes, we, we do. And um, everyone's been keying in on, they've really been keying in on him, and definitely his statement. And I think the statement that he made just has taken quite a few people, quite a few players, active, retired. Uh, I mean, that, that that was a pretty harsh statement. And I've done a lot of research. Let me start off by saying, let me start off by saying I don't like Brandon Merriweather. He even used to be a bear. I didn't like him when he was here. I don't like no, Brandon Merriweather. He, he was not a fit. He was not a favorite. I don't all. like him. But in defense of him, and I completely don't agree with what he said. I think he was an idiot for saying it. I think. I think what he said was not as malicious as it sounds. I think he was trying to make a point, but his lack of professional intelligence did not point out to him how bad it really sounded. I think he was trying to make a point of, you all are mad at me for going up top and hitting them in their heads. If I go low, I have the ability to end people's careers and take out their ACL. He should not have put it in the first person and said, I'm going to take out their ACLs and end careers. It was the delivery of the message. I think he's as young and as stupid to not know how bad he really sounded. Now, and then just, I am just for anyone that, hang on, Michael, just for anyone that, doesn't know what he said. His his entire statement, he said, you know, you've got to go low now. You've got to end people's careers. You've got to tear people's ACLs and mess up people's knees now. You can't hit them high anymore. you just got to go low. And that entire statement has been picked apart. People have keyed on just certain points of it. And he feels like he, he did apologize. And, 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 and actually, so that's only half the statement. That's actually only half the statement. But, I, you know, as Mike's explaining, 
I think this was it was a bad way to get out his point. Yes, it was a, a bad way to get out of his point. Now, I pray that I pray that what he wished he said was what we're saying he said. Because I pray he's not so stupid to actually say he's just going to kill and and kill people's careers. I pray that's not what he really meant. Um, Additionally, Bears fan, I don't like what he said in attack. Of Brandon Marshall, because at the at the end of the game, Brandon Marshall said, "Yes, they need to kick him out of football. He doesn't know what he's doing." And Brandon Merriweather came out with a comment this week saying, "Well, if you think I should be, in, my career should be over with. Maybe we should kick him out of football for for uh, beating his girlfriend." Now. People that don't know yeah, that, um, people people that don't know Brandon Marshall's history, he had domestic violence charges that have been dropped. Uh, that he supposedly had uh, had domestic issues with his girlfriend. Whether it's true or not, those that have watched him on a national level, even before he got to Chicago, he seems to have got his act together. And to me, that's there's a there's a area that people should not go in, uh, should not attack. That's personal life, and people had to get their act together. He's, he believes he's had mental issues, and he's supporting that. He's, he's, he's given his life over to God, and that's a personal issue. Brandon Marshall was talking about what he was directly doing on the field, and if you do exactly. not want to... If you do not want to correct what you're doing on the field, I agree. Get out the game. If you're going to try to end my career because you want to be selfish and, and stubborn and not learn how to play this game the way the new rules say to play it, yes, then get out the game. Then, then, this right, is, this is a – people, people keep looking at the NFL and professional sports like they're public arenas. arenas. Technically, these are private entities. If you don't want to play the way we say play, we can kick you out. He does not have a right to play football. The only right he has to do is to wake up in the morning. He does. Someone can say, no, we no longer want you. And Brandon Merriweather literally needs to get smacked upside the back of his head by someone. And the reality is... I don't think there's anyone on that defense in in Washington that will make him wake up because even prior to playing the Bears game, he gave a helmet-to-helmet hit that gave himself a concussion. A if, you're concussion yeah. other, if you're not worried about other, if you're not worried about other people's health, the and you're not even worried yourself. about your own health. Hey. And, and and your value to your team. I mean, that's just is this flat out selfishness. It, it just, mm-hmm. it and literally, this this is almost two weeks later. Well, this is two weeks later, and we're still talking about the Brandon Merriweather situation. And unfortunately, even before playing the Bears game, I thought he was an idiot. He just does not know when to quit, and it is time for the NFL to do something. 
And I, when they reduced him to one-game suspension, there were many pundits saying, okay, well, we were dumb enough to reduce that, and now we should give it right back to you for your comments. Well, I don't think they should have ever reduced it. So I, mean, I don't either, but I, I'm just saying that's the that's – the, uh, since they made the idiot mistake of reducing it, I think that's the spin they should have put on it to give it back to him is my point. Like, you obviously don't get it, so we made the mistake of reducing it. We're giving it back to you. That's my point. I think it should have been three or four games to begin with. <laughs> that That's that. But it, it well, is. we'll definitely have to see, you know, what happens with him going forward. He is now a, a target in, in the NFL for media, and, 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 his, and everyone's going to key in on how he plays in the next few games. To, to really, I mean, and I, I really think a lot of people just never really paid him attention, never really watched what he has been doing. Because so let's so keep it real. Brandon Marshall was He's like, not, oh, my God, that's it. Let's keep it real. He's not a Pro Bowl uh, secondary person, right? It's going so to, he's, he's not fly a, under the radar. It, it's I'm going to watch and see how many tight ends give him the business. It's going to be one or two tight ends that are going to drop their shoulder on him, and will take and will take the penalty. Like, yeah, you 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 thought we couldn't do this too, and it's going. He's going to he's going to get he's going to receive what he's been dishing out. But like you were saying, we we know we're gonna spend some time on this next issue. I'm gonna let you. You brought this up in the in the pregame meeting, so I'm gonna let you start this one off. Wow. Yeah, it's um, it's it, it's been the early morning social media roundtable almost when it comes to football, and it was because of what Adam Schefter put out and. Richie is totally blasting Adam Schefter on Twitter, and he says that it, it was a BS report that Jonathan Martin walked away for bullying and harassment, and incognito Richie was definitely responsible for it, and Richie is fuming. I don't know what the entire story is. I mean, every, everything's floating around. It was a report that came out via Adam Schefter on Twitter, and Richie has, I mean, he's lashed out at ESPN's Adam Schefter, oh, my God, all morning. Like, he's, he's really upset. Um, also, you know, just, just looking at a few other things, you know, according to the Dolphins, bullying was not the issue when it came to Martin and NFLPA at at this time is not investigating the situation. So is it speculation? Is it something that is is Adam Wright and the team trying to downplay? Because we, we, well, I, you know, know certain things that go on with rookies, the carrying of extra bags, a a little bit of hazing, not so much bullying, a little bit of fun. You know, they're, they're the rookies on the team toughening them up, and, and it goes for a little bit, and then it, 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 you know, it goes away. But what actually happened here, I think, is what everyone's trying to get to. What was the point? I mean, was he actually bullied? Because, See, that's you know, the, the report. The, the report. Go ahead. That, that's the part that we don't know, but the, the unfortunate right. thing is that it, it literally sounds like He's dealing with a quote-unquote mean girl situation 
And there are some people on the side of the issue of, okay, grow up and deal with it. And there are other people on the side of the issue of, okay, while he may need to grow up and deal with it, these are they're supposed to be adults, and this is supposed to be their job. Why but, is it okay what, to what, act what, like what that? Was it? Like, no, I'm not saying which side I'm on. I'm saying that those are two no, sides not, of the I'm issue. Not, I'm not even telling you to, to pick sides. I mean, what in the world happened that your team made you feel that uncomfortable that you had to walk away? Like, that has to be major. Football is like one of the most brutal sports in the world unless you play rugby. It's it's like oh my God, the the the, the injuries, the mentality, the everyone from the, the front office personnel down to the tablet. This this is a really intense, brutal sport. What I guess what everybody wants to know is what has happened because there's definitely a lot of sensitivity to bullying. I'm not a fan of bullying. And on what level does it get that bad where no one on the team will say, okay, y'all, you know what, that's enough. Like, Jill's not taking as well as pissing them off. We got a really good play in here. All right, that's cool. We did it. Yay. All right, it's over. What is going on in the organization where a report will come out that he was bullied, and is this honestly an accurate report? And then it's key See, to go ahead. Then, I mean, there's there's a there's a list of problems with this, and you're bringing it up very well. One, Adam Schefter in general is a very good investigative reporter when it comes to he his is. stuff. He does not he does not lie in general, so you want to believe it because it's Adam Schefter. Another problem is. No one's reporting on what actually happened, so we don't know right. how true how true it is. Uh, there are some people that that feel, and I'm one of them, that if something really was happening, why didn't the offensive line coach get a hold of it? If it if it wasn't ha- if it has happened and no one noticed it, was was this player just really overreacting? And the problem is. There's too many variables, and no one can really figure it out. It might right. be an extreme situation, and you understand why he walked away, but no one knows. It might be a situation where nobody in Miami is talking about it because they want to handle it in-house. It might be another situation well. of, okay, dude, you really need to grow a pair because this happens to everybody. The problem is no one knows what is no going on. No one knows. It, no one knows. There's too many barriers. And, and, and right now, they're doing is speculating. Exactly. And for something to be bad enough, because Adam Schuster is, is very, very credible. He is, he is definitely a key source that I have relied on and I will continue to rely on. So I'm, you know, we, we can't. You almost don't know whether to credit or discredit the statement, but he's he's always been a very, very reliable source. But he's human, you know, things happen. But I'm I'm not even going to put that in the mix. It's just what in the world could happen on a team that just makes you just get up and walk away like that? Like, you know, there have been players that have walked away from the game. Oh, you know what, this isn't for me. You know, I have a totally different life, not what I expected. That's that. 
happened before, so that's not uncommon. But for it to come out that it was a bullying situation, it it just so many variables and you don't know where. And maybe it, it could even be something that maybe the organization did not know. You know, I, you know they're trying to put it in on, on, on Richie, but I I tend to I believe know. I tend to believe it's two parts of our variables. I tend to believe the quote-unquote bullying was going on and they need to, the, the players that were doing the bullying Need to grow up and know when to stop. But wait, but wait, but wait, but wait a minute. Like it, it's blamed on Richie. No, but wait a minute. All right, but wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I also believe that the the receiver of the bullying needs to grow up and say, "Come on, now this, 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 we, we mm-hmm. deal with worse but, stuff than this on a daily basis." But we so don't. I believe know it's what both it sides. We don't no, know and, what I'm, it was, and I'm in though. agreement. I agree with you on that. We and don't know what it was. I think it's a little bit of both sides of the issue. Of I don't think it was. Any, I don't think it was any one person's fault. Is my point. I'm like, it, I, I, really, you know, it, I can't. I can't say either way because we don't know what it was. We don't know if it was a team thing. Yeah, you know, players play around, do things in the locker room, practical jokes, a little rookie, minor, you know. I Filling up cars with popcorn. Yeah, you know, like those. Like you said, you know, carry the players' carry the suitcases. Right, you know, here, I'll throw an extra bag with this. And, and as a person, I won't even say as a man, when you get fed up, you're fed up, please stop. And, and it's, you know, you can voice your opinion. I don't know how severe this is to make a person walk away like this this was probably one of his dreams in life to make it this far and this man walked away. And he didn't just walk away from he didn't just walk away from playing football. He walked away from millions of dollars. He walked away from a mm-hmm. starting position. He walked away from this is what he's been doing all his life because when you're a rookie Football is what you've been doing all of your life. Exactly. It's not like he's 60 years old and he's decided, okay, okay, um, football was only part of my life. This has been the bulk of his life. So literally. So it's, 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 I think it might honestly be a pretty big situation. I don't know if it's actually team-related. I don't know if there was anything personal you know, with them, and it got out of hand. Whatever it is, there's just way too many variables, and we're just going to have to sit back and see how the actual story comes out. But it, it, it has to be something pretty deep for you to walk away, like you said, for millions of dollars from living out a dream you had as as a child, and, and you, you just got up and left. And one of the things that people need to to pay attention to that no one has said, let's assume that he was overreacting, okay? Mm-hmm. Even a person that is overreacting, perception is key. It might not have been a big deal to anybody in the room, but if it's a big deal to him, someone may need to address that. It might have been something well, he was just reading the wrong way. He may need to address that himself, but it's still a big deal, and it's a big deal to someone. 
And, it is, it is. and there so, are a lot of times that, there are a lot of times people overreact, but even when you overreact, the first step is finding out why a person overreacted. I'm quite sure there are gonna be more stories to come and you know, just to let everyone know, football fan rush radio, we, we do not condone bullying in, in any way, shape or form. There's just a lot of variables in this story. Um, it's, I'm quite sure over time it'll all break. We'll get an understanding or more knowledge. But as of right now, that's another big story that's been out on social media on a lot of the sports sites for this morning. So we just run down to the end of our show. And like mm-hmm. of last Sunday, Mike has his two-minute drill so that he can break down what's going on in the NFC North, even while the Lions are on a bye. So well, the greatest, thing, the, great, the, the greatest thing about the Lions is they're not playing today, so they can't win or lose. They can lose ground, but they will gain ground in the fact that whoever wins or loses uh, in the Bears-Packers uh, game tomorrow, it will play in their favor. If the Bears win, that brings them, that brings them back uh, in, in a chance to, in a three-way tie for first place, for the NFC North. If the if the uh, Bears lose, that puts some distance between second and third place. So it's a win-win for the Lions tomorrow. Uh, for the Vikings, the Vikings are playing for respectability right now. And oh, yeah. yeah right about now, people, I'm literally, I want – as an NFC North fan, I want the Vikings to win to make the, our whole division look better. And then there's the talk about this Packers-Bears game. I want to see it because I'm a Bears fan, and I want to see the rivalry continue, but I am not confident because although this week's game is the only game featuring two teams above 500, neither team is at hundred percent. I would love to see the Bears Packers play with Jay Cutler, DJ Williams, Lance Briggs, Peanut Tillman, Julius Peppers all be a hundred percent, along with the Packers having all of their receivers and Clay Matthews all be a hundred percent because then that's when you know who's the better because regardless of who wins Regardless of who wins tomorrow, that does not tell you who's a better team. That tells you who played better when people were in diminished capacity. So my two-minute drill has gone over two minutes, but (laughs) um, you and I both know there are times in a two-minute drill where you really needed three minutes, so that's what I needed today. (laughs) Only because your Bears are going up against the D-Packers, so you really want to get that out. So it's been a great show. Um, again, it's week nine, and the Bears might be on the line for missing the postseason. We definitely know, as of right now today, if we were going to the playoffs, the Packers are definitely in there, and the Lions are on their heels. And so my favorite team, the Vikings, you know, better luck next year. I'm still devoted. Black and purple and gold today. Pretty tough division. Pretty bad year. Bad calls, quarterback issues, no secondary. Yeah, they got a lot of things to work on. But hopefully today will give them momentum to put up a really good numbers, have a really good game. 
and and hopefully wins. So again, my heart <laughs> in Dallas, in the Dallas Packers game is that my heart wants to go with the Vikings. The fast wants to go with the Cowboys. I'll tweet out, you know, my final prediction. So we're coming up on the end of the show, and again, we definitely want you guys to tune in next week for Week Ten. Lions fans get to relax. You're on the Packers Hill. You got a buy. Love that they went into the buy with the win over Dallas. So we'll see how it all plays out. Do you have any final thoughts for your teams in the NFC North? I'm signing off because uh, daylight savings time has clearly thrown oh me God. for a loop. So somebody needs you, a nap, apparently. You have lived in the Midwest your entire life. This is nothing in front. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up because Mike can't adjust to this additional hour. Thanks, you guys, for tuning in to this week's edition of Football Fan Rush Radio. I'm Cass, that's your host, Mike, and we will see you guys, or at least speak to you again, next Sunday. All right.